this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening. By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig. Pumba, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. This is episode number 88 of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I know we didn't have a show last week. I get it. I'm sorry. It's been two weeks. It's been too long. I've missed you guys. I hope you have missed me as well. And and um, not a whole lot was going on last week. And I was really busy with Disney and with Magic and everything. And Magic takes a lot of time, as does a kid, as does a family, as does life. It happens. It's okay. But last week, not a whole lot of stuff was going on. And I was like, well, let me just push it off one more week. And I'll have a couple of things to talk about, you know, coming into this week. And everything just kind of happened in the last few days. Just one announcement after the other. Disney sending constant emails. Hey, guess what? This is happening. Hey, guess what? We're doing this now. Hey, that's opening. Just one thing after the other. It's been crazy. So we have got an all-new show for you here. And uh, top of the show here, I'm going to tell you, um, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts. You can find the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play. Share the show. Download the show. Listen. Apple Podcasts is great on rating and reviewing. I would love five stars if you were feeling so generous. That'd be awesome. That's how you tell. That's how the show grows. You can tell a friend about it. Say, hey, friend, I got a podcast for you to listen to. He's kind of goofy. He's kind of got a stuffy voice, but guess what? He knows his Disney stuff, so listen to him. Uh, got a friend coming on here in just a minute. Aponistar Jen will be joining us. And if you listen to the previous episode from a few weeks ago, it is actually one of my favorite episodes that I've done. Um, episode 87, I believe, and it's basically all about planning a Disney Disney trip. It's how to decide when to go, uh, you know, how long to stay. Do you do the dining plan? Which we'll talk about that in a little while because now there are more dining plan options. Uh, do you do Memory Maker? What about your tickets? Um, you know, what about this? What about that? We talk about all of those things in episode 87. It's a great podcast, a great resource for somebody who's looking to plan a trip. Although we do know the best thing to do is to come and find your friendly travel agent like myself, your favorite Disney travel planner. I would love to help you. Of course, you can find me magicalonadollar.com. Send me an email, magicalonadollar at gmail.com. Got a lot of news coming up, so let's just hop right to it. How about some news? Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. Hey, Upon a Star Jen, how are you? Hey, I'm good. David Dollar, how are you doing? I am. I am super busy, just like yourself. Oh um, my gosh, right? We were just talking about. Well, like I haven't. We did. I didn't do a show in the last two weeks because last week I was just busy and I thought, well, there's not a whole lot going on right now. There's one or two topics of conversation. I'll just right. push it off to one more week and over. And I feel like the last 24 to 48 hours has been just one thing after the other and. Disney's just sending all these emails going, hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're doing that. Guess what? This yeah. is happening. Hey, that's it's just crazy. It's I mean, it really is. insane. I'm, I'm like beyond, <laughs> like it's almost overwhelming with so many things coming up. But I mean, it's good. It's good. So oh, it's great. Just, it's great. It keeps us busy. Yeah. Now, I will say this. This is breaking news. And so, uh, and I just found this out. And I, this is something you have been messaging me every few days about. And I'm like, Jen, I have no information for you. Come on. <laughs> You know, I'm stop bothering me. But finally, I can tell you, Hollywood Studios, Universal, The Secret Life of Pets, off the leash, will open to the public on March 27th. So you can stop messaging me about it. Okay. Okay. okay Studios fine. Hollywood, March 27th, circle it on your day. The Secret Life of Pets, off the leash, will be open. Just saying, you know, it's 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 a walk through the New York apartments of the pets, including Buddy's apartment, uh, Snowball, Max, and Duke are there before you get into a five-minute Omnimover dark-style ride with 64 animatronic figures on a series of sets, sometimes enhanced by media and projection mapping effects. So now you know. <laughs> now you know. And we can just – we can stop we all this – now, I mean, matter of fact, we might just end the show here. I think we're good. You guys I have mean, a great week. It, and yeah, everybody's great. Everyone's like, oh, good. That's what I needed to know. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Phoenicians, speaking of Phoenicians. And, like, I sent you a list of the new stuff because we got so much news to talk about. And the whole show is right. just, just news topics. 
Speaking of Phoenicians, we got the word a couple of days ago. What we knew was coming. We finally have a date on. Yes. Epcot's Spaceship Earth will be closing its doors uh, for probably anywhere from 18 months to maybe two years. Oh, my uh, on March. Oh, no, sorry. May the 26th is the first day of refurbishment. So May 25th will be the last day you can ride that attraction. David, like, and I'm in mourning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it needs some updates. But, oh, my gosh, I love that ride. I'm going to be well, so Well, it's so – and I, I kind of feel like if you go on it for the very first time right now, especially as an adult, you may be like, I don't understand the big deal. But for Disney fans who have been seeing this ride for years and oh, yeah. in the previous incarnations of it, like, you know, with Jeremy Irons doing Jeremy it Irons, and, and yeah. the guy before that or whatever. So, we're, I mean, it's been refurbished here and there, but most of it has been kind of the same. From what we gather, this is going to be a completely different ride. Like, they're going to gut like, the whole like thing. They're gutting and, it. They're keeping the Egyptian scene, it seems like. Like, in a different way, though. Right. Right. And and so, you know, the smell of paper burning is gone. Oh, my and, God. Uh, That's going to kill me because I love And I love the And was J.D. Dench, you know, is going, or oh, so we, we think. We think. That's gone. Oh. And so just. You know, all of it, the thank a Phoenician part is, you know, you can thank a Phoenician and you got Roxy over there with the Afro and the, and the, and the seventies get up and you got the kid over there in the garage and there's the kid laying on the floor. Watch all that's gone. All of that will be gone. And so it's just, it's sad. Like, I feel like I'm going in March and I kind of want to just ride Spaceship Earth like five or six times in a row and just soak it all in and be like, okay, this is it. This is all I got. Yeah. I'm going, I won't go back this weekend. I'm going this weekend for, well, with something we're going to be talking about later, I'm sure. But then I'm right. going in again in April, and I'm just going to, like, ride it and ride it and ride it. Yeah, and I'm sure that Disney's like, oh, we have to close an attraction. Hey, why don't we create some last-minute merchandise for Spaceship Earth, sell some last-minute <laughs> shirts, some closing ride pins, and make an event. And it would not shock me to see them announce some sort of, oh. you know, after-hours event. Ride it one final time for $99.95. You'll get free dessert, and uh, you'll get to see, uh, you know, Epcot uh, Forever Fireworks and ride Spaceship Earth one final time. 100%. And that would sell out 100%. Like that. Oh, gosh. So, and I would be one of the ones purchasing. Yeah, I would. I would want to be. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm getting an annual pass in a couple of weeks. My first annual pass in ten years. And so, but I'm gonna have to be very cautious about how many times they go down because it could get expensive. So, with the merch. <laughs> of course, with with Epcot closed. I mean, all that stuff going on in Epcot. And I know Epcot's basically like one big construction zone right now. As you're kind of navigating like through, I saw pictures. I saw pictures of where the uh, the 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 middle area has been completely demolished. The pin kiosk is gone, which I spent. Many a dollar in that pin kiosk there. The camera center's been kind of demolished. Starbucks, yeah. that whole area's gone. It's it's, it's it's all it's all coming brand new. Yeah, it's all coming around. So let's jump over. Actually, down the uh, let's take the Skyway over to Hollywood Studios. Got a couple of things of, of topic topic of conversation there. Um, first of all, we know that uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway opens up with it next weekend. Uh, is next that right? Weekend. Yeah, next week. Next week. Um, the uh, officially uh, is the fourth. Officially. Right. I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing the yeah. previews have been. Very positive. So I will, um, and I will give you my official opinion March third. That is awesome. I I am so jealous of you, and that's one of those things where I'm just like, this is why I do a podcast. I want Disney to notice me so they can invite me. Just <laughs> really, yeah, that's that's the only reason I'm doing a podcast. Who cares about anything else? And so, um, also open an opening. I say opening up. It might be open up opening now. And that's the the uh, the theater, the Mickey's Theater. It's where the, the, the Je- Path of the Jedi used to be, but now it's called Mickey's what Mickey Shorts Theater or Sh- Theater Shorts yeah, or something. Yeah, Theater Shorts, uh, I think. All the chairs are look they look like Mickey Shorts basically. Yeah. Uh, with the new Mickey, uh, uh, well they're gonna show some of the Mickey films and everything, but I think there's a new one that's out now that's coming. Um, now is that open? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't. If it's not, it will be very shortly. I think it might be though. It might be open. Okay. I think and, I think it is. And I look forward to seeing that too because it looks like just a cool experience overall. Just seeing the the short and the theater and everything, and so the pictures have been really really cool. So that's coming. Uh, and I don't know how much you know about this. This is over at Rise of the Resistance. Apparently, there is a Chewbacca mode that you can do on Rise of the Resistance. Have you heard yes, about this? I have, and and you know what? Honestly, I don't know exactly how to unlock it, but I know that all six of you have to work together and do things in a certain sequence, kind of like on Toy Story Mania. You know, you can like open right other like screens basically um but you have but so like either you have to get everybody in your pod to work together or like just go with six people that you know and like go with a plan i kind of feel like that's something where yeah you go in with a plan and you need to go into it with five other people that you know and that you all can work together on work together with 
And uh, that's something that you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do on this ride. We're not worried about doing anything else other than unlocking Chewbacca. Um, and when I say that, I don't actually know what that means as I'm saying that. I'm actually trying to pull the link up, and my computer's being slow. A part oh. of more my woes. I was uh, say, you had some computer issues. I've had computer issues all week. It's been horrible. I don't know what opening, you know, unlocking Chewbacca even means. I just am hearing that's what you can do. So, I mean, do you know does Chewbacca show up on the ride? Does he show up like in the, on the quote unquote the, the screen? I think it's on the screen. So, like, and literally, I just started hearing about this the other day. Like, one of my fellow owners was talking about it, and I was like, oh, okay, like that's cool. So the Chewy mode, okay, like, here's, here's there, the yeah, yeah, yeah. On Smuggler's Run, it replaces instructions from Space Pirate Hondo with a new Easter egg version of the ride filled with Chewbacca roaring at riders for five minutes in the Wookiee <laughs> dialect. So basically, I guess Hondo's not talking to you. It's it's Chewbacca yelling at you, <laughs> which I mean, is fantastic. I love that. So um, the, the mode doesn't include any instructions, uh, but if you've mastered Smuggler's Run and know where to fire the harpoons, make the jump to light speed, and get all that coaxium, you can activate uh, this Chewy mode if you'd like a new challenge. Okay, so five friends. You and five friends want to check this out. You and five friends, uh, yeah. Do not act – okay, so here's the rules. This is based on uh, themeparktourist.com. Do not activate your position right away like you normally would. Your pilots, when you sit down, you've got to push your controls to the extreme left or right or extreme up or down, whichever one you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Once this is done, pilots hit the activation button. Engineers and gunners, riders in these seats need to hit one of the white buttons on their consoles before hitting the activation button, and you hold it like you would the shift key when you're making a capital uh-huh. letter. You just hold it down. Press the activate button and then release both buttons at the same time. So you got to work together. All of these must be done before the cast member checks their seat belts and hits their own confirmation button. So no. when you get in there, you've got to you've got to do it like boom, 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 because the cast member comes in, checks your seat belts, and hits their own con- confirmation button as they as they you leave. You have to do it so before the it, confirmation. You have to do it very quickly. You have to do it wow. very very quickly. Uh, so that's how it's done. Uh, I I you know I guess we're gonna have to wait for a big party to go down there and and I'll do it next time we have a. Uh, uh, what you call a it? Upon a star get together. Upon a star, star gathering, which you need to go ahead and organize another one of those like right now for you know March or something. For <laughs> Hang March on, I'm gonna get off this podcast so I can organize one. Yeah, you need to do that because that's that's important because uh, if I tell my wife, hey, I gotta go down there for work, I mean, what's she gonna say? I mean, you're threatening my job, and so. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's what you and need to do. That's get, all the things. And then I get a mean email from Steph. So hang on a second. Now, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So it's at both Hollywood Studios and Disneyland Galaxy's Edge. It's not a limited time offering. It's a permanent part of the programming. You know, even Hondo. Yeah. For those people not familiar with the ride on Smuggler's Run, you've got a character named Hondo yeah. who is telling you what to do. He's I mean, opening he's in the movies too. He's like... in the queue, and he's also he's actually not in the movies. I don't think. I think he's in the TV shows. TV shows. shows. Yeah, TV yeah. shows. So he's in throughout the ride. He's telling you what to do. He's saying you go left, go right, shoot, blah, 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 and his accent or whatever. So this is basically taking Hondo out of it, and you'll have Chewbacca just you the whole time. Um, and so if you aren't sure what to do, your buttons and joysticks will light up. It's like the buttons, they're big buttons. They all light up, yeah. and whenever something lights up, you just hit it. That's all you do. And so there it's you go. Cool. That's like Chewy mode. Uh, didn't know that until just now. So that's, that's the kind of crazy things you find out on this podcast. That's awesome. what you learn. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. So let's jump over to Magic Kingdom now. Uh, Cinderella's Castle getting itself a glow up. Now, this actually yeah. came out a couple weeks ago, but it's been a couple weeks since we've talked. It looks pink. Did you notice that? It looks like it It looks like Sleeping Beauty Castle. Slightly, yes, it does look slightly. Now, I don't know if that's just because it's the artist renderings. Because there are sometimes in certain lights, it does have a little bit of a pink cast. You know, like Sunrise Sunset reflects off the, you know. Right. Now, do you know, is this going to be a permanent thing or is this kind of a for the for the 50th maybe next year they're gonna make it all fancy stuff like you know with so, the 25th they did the birthday cake they, um, and then they did after the birthday cake they did something where they um they changed up the spires temporarily for 40th? 35th or the 40th 35th or okay. the 40th okay. I, yeah i've seen pictures of that as well and so uh yeah, yeah i mean it looks and that was it looks temporary. cool but it does. And now this, because it's the, maybe because of the 50th, it might be a longer offering because it's not essentially changing Cinderella Castle like it was for the, you know, for the cake. Right. Like that was going to be temporary, right. you know. But Yeah, thankfully it was temporary, which was nice. I mean, a temporary being like a year, year and a half. So it's been a while. But uh, which is weird because when I look, first time I saw the glow up of the castle, the, the artist rendering of what it's going to look like, my first thought was, Oh my gosh! Even the castle is rose gold now, uh, because it right. kind of has that little symbol on it. Because 
rose gold was kind of the thing for like six or eight months on everything was rose gold. And I kind of think that's kind of faded out a little bit. Now people are into the, the, the frozen aquamarine and other colors, yeah. but, uh, right, right, you know, right, right. I'm like, Disney's like, hey, look, let's make the castle rose gold. Why not? So, um, and honestly, I, again, I don't even know actually know when this is going to happen. I know it's happening soon. I know people are upset because they're going next week, and they're like, the castle is going to be a different color. It's it's not going to be next week, more than likely. Um, yeah, no, 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 not going to be next week. I mean, it is. I imagine there's going to have to be scrims up for a while. Oh yeah. Well, and the problem is too, you're going to have yeah, you'll have the scrims up, you'll have the crane up, you'll have all the things, uh, all the things up. It's, it'll, it'll your pictures are going to be affected for a little while, and you just have yeah. to, I guess, kind of deal with it. <laughs> I mean, it like it sucks, but uh, I, but at the same time, like it's going to be cool, and for 2021, yeah. it's going to be like really, really nice. Right. So. Right. Right. Still so worth going. You know. It is definitely worth going. And guess what? The castle is not even my favorite icon of the parks. Uh, no, honestly, Spaceship either, Earth is probably actually. my favorite icon. I love Spaceship Earth. I love Same. the look of it. And it's it's kind of funny because I, I get on to my wife. Um, I kind of tease her about the fact that she takes pictures. Every time we ride Small World, she takes pictures. So she has 1,000 oh pictures of Small World. And you can't even tell which vacation they're on because they're all the same. Same thing with the fireworks. And yet we get to Epcot. I'm like, ooh, Spaceship Earth. Click, 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 click. You know, I'm like, <laughs> underside of Spaceship Earth. Over Spaceship Earth. Looking around Spaceship Earth. It's in the distance. It's right, you know, selfie. It's just, it, I love taking pictures of Spaceship Earth because it looks, it almost looks like a, like a drawing. When you have a good picture of Spaceship Earth, it looks like a, like a cartoon. It looks so just cool uh, the way it's done, especially in certain light. But if you think that the castle might be a little scary, how about something not so scary? And that is the Halloween party tickets are on sale now. Out of nowhere. Yes! I did not expect oh, them to be on sale because last March. year they announced it. They announced yes! it like in February or March. Hey, these are the dates. And they you couldn't buy tickets till like April or so. Um, but now tickets are on sale. And they're starting, what, April the 2nd, I think. Yep. The parties are starting April the 2nd or the 3rd. <laughs> so yeah. it feels like they're starting. It's ridiculous how soon those parties are starting. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe how many there were in August because – was it two years ago they started them in August, but there was only like one or two days? Yeah, they started like 25th or 26th like 25th, or something, and now they're late. actually and now, now they're like starting the beginning, like August 13th. 9th? Oh, 13th. Yeah, 13th. That's it. 13th. That's it. August the 13th. I'm thinking of October so there, 9th. There's a, there are some kids. There are some kids aren't even in school at that point, which is crazy. And like, I'm like it's, oh my it's, gosh. it's so early. I am not thinking. I'm barely thinking about Halloween in September. In no way am I thinking about Halloween in in, in, in August, and no. I'll be interested to see if, if those parties even sell out. I don't know. I mean, well, there are people on summer trips. So I will you know. tell you that, like, the August ones I don't think have sold out, but I went to an August party, and it was fantastic because it wasn't, like, overcrowded, you know, Good just point. because, like, so crowd-wise, heck yeah. Like, I, and, and people who went with me in August, it was when we were down there for Star Wars. Right. We did it um, for the opening. And then Katie, Agent Katie, went again with mm -hmm. her husband in late September or October, and she said it was way more crowded oh, than sure. it was I'm when sure. we were the there. Closer to Halloween, the closest it's going to be. Well, that brings the question that people ask all the time: of buy my ticket right now? When should I buy my ticket? What should I what should I do about my ticket? Jen, your thoughts on that question? How would you answer that question to a client? Should I? Okay, so the tickets are on sale. Should I buy my ticket right now? What do I do? That is a great question, actually. And so what I tell people is, you know, if you're wanting to go Halloween week, yeah, those are going to sell out first, typically. Also over Columbus Day weekend, those are going to right. sell out more quickly because crowds are just bigger and that's when people are going to be there. Um, if you are a person who doesn't have to go then or you have a trip in September or whatever, I'm not saying those parties will not sell out, but traditionally in the past, they have not sold out until a bit closer to the date. So maybe like sometime in the summer. So if you're like, hey, I'm waiting for my tax return, I'm waiting for, you know, whatever, we've got a birthday coming up, we're getting gift cards. You know, is it okay to wait? Nine times out of 10, yes, we can never guarantee anything, but it is right. rare for them to sell out this early. Is yeah, Halloween won't even sell out to, for, for for a few months. For a couple, um, and months, that would be yeah. Halloween, the Halloween party itself. I mean, like on Halloween right. night, which and is the most expensive the party point. you're going to find. In fact, this year it's one forty nine per adult plus tax. Yeah, they went up. It went up. <laughs> I like how Disney's like tickets starting at eighty five dollars. Sure, the first one or two days in August, why not? And everything else goes up. It's, like, a, it's like a little crazy. Days in September, like you can still get that price, but like I'm talking. I went to a Halloween Halloween day because I had I have clients who are doing Halloween day and I went, whoa, okay, this is different. 
<laughs> yeah, I, well, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping too that price will deter some people from going because you know yeah. Halloween is super busy. It's super, it and obviously you're a Halloween party on Halloween. Of course, it's going to be busy. Of course, it's but what if the tickets are more expensive and not as many people go? And it's yeah. a little easier on the people that do go because it is it is crazy. What I tell people too is obviously you have to know that tickets are non-refundable. Yeah. Sometimes you could transfer them. So if you have a party yeah. on Tuesday night, you want to do something different and do on, go on Thursday instead. We'll talk to Disney, and I think usually we can get that to happen for you. But tickets yeah, are non-refundable. No guarantees. Um, no guarantees. So yeah. if you know for a fact you're gonna go, if you're like we're going no matter what, yep. let's go ahead and get your ticket. Um, and you're right because. Tickets won't sell out anytime. I would say in the next I don't know, month or two at least before we even I worry mean, about tickets it's selling like out. A really weird thing, you know. But again, we can't guarantee anything. So that Tuesday night you were going to go in say mid September. If you wait, it might be sold out because guess what? Somebody yep. bought you know three thousand tickets for their company and their company's employees, and they're all going to hit the party. You know, I mean, it's, who yeah. knows? And so, and that does happen. Things like that do happen where big corporations will buy thousands of tickets at once. And so if you know you're going to go, let's go ahead and get your ticket. And if you have to cancel, you can't go, you know what? Travel insurance might cover some of that. And so we can talk about travel insurance too. Yep. So, uh, Absolutely. so there's your selling, there's your selling for the party. 100%. Um, and I love that party. I just have to throw that out there. I do love the Halloween parties. <laughs> so It is a fun party. I like the Christmas party better because I like Christmas more than Halloween. Oh, uh, I like I'm Christmas a, more Christmas than Halloween. Junkie. But but, but Halloween party is like bomb. So it is a little meta because you see costumed characters in costume, and so Winnie the Pooh walks around in his clown costume, and you know Eeyore walks around in whatever costume he's got on. You're like, that's a costume in a costume in a costume, and that's like and it, exactly. And so it's just, and if I if it were me, uh, children, close your ears. If it were me, and I were, um, I were taking care of of Eeyore's character. Yeah. I might actually put on a costume before I put the costume that's wearing a costume on just because I know, because, oh because I would know. <laughs> so, I would wear so... something fun and then and then take on Eeyore while Eeyore's got on a costume and uh you know why not It'd be like Halloween inception of some sort. And the cast members are also wearing costumes so there you Which go. Which is great. I I love it. It's it is a lot of fun too. But the Halloween party is is it's it's fun because they only sell a limited amount of tickets and yeah. there have been Complaints in the past because they've oversold them, and I believe that. But I think, and I didn't go last year. I haven't heard much about last year, but I know the year previous, I'd heard a lot of good stories about where they felt like people were pulling back or people weren't going as crowded. It wasn't as crowded. Yeah. Like it felt, they right. felt like Disney wasn't selling as many tickets. They heard the complaints, were selling too many tickets. Let's pull it back a little bit, and people weren't so, so you know, whatever. Um, it is, and we'll talk about right. Halloween party. I'm sure much closer to Halloween, but it oh, is one gosh, of those fun yeah. parties. I, I love Halloween. I it do. Totally it's a fun is. party. It's really fun party. So if you'd like your tickets, go ahead. I have had a lot of my fall clients just went ahead and bought them just because they wanted yeah. to have them. And then we're planning dining and whatever around them. Yeah. So. I've got a couple of those too. A couple of people yeah. too. So, all it's right. Good, so, times. good times. That's our, that's going to be the parks. I, I don't really have a lot of news for animal kingdom. I think animal kingdom is just sitting back going, yeah, we're good like, y'all. What's up? <laughs> what's up? Joe Rody's going to do it's a special good. talk down there. A couple of the agents are going down to see Joe Rody next month. So that's going to be that. awesome. It's, that's going to be an cool. Imagineers like luncheon or dinner or something like that with yeah. Joe Rody, Joe Rody will be talking. Uh, he's like kind of the, he's kind of the head guru Imagineer right now. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's in charge of Imagineering, but he's the one that everybody thinks of when they talk about Imagineering. Because he's, he's like the very, the deal. quintessential Imagineer. He designed all of Animal Kingdom. He had a big hand right. in Star Wars. He had, I mean, like the world of Avatar and. And he's really funny on Twitter too. It's, it's, I've enjoyed watching him on Twitter because people will troll him sometimes and he oh, will yeah. troll right back. And he's so, which is kind of great. There was actually. Twitter. <laughs> Oh yeah, there was one, and and I don't know the quite exact verbiage, but somebody had said something about uh, made a complaint about Animal Kingdom, and they said, "I wonder what Joe Rody would think about it." And Joe Rody responded, "Well, I'm the one that created it, so I love it," or something. Like yeah. That. And so, <laughs> like, well, that's next level right there. So that's the parks, and so let's look a little, kind of look around to other things. Disney Cruise Line itineraries for summer 2021 have now opened up, and. This is kind of a big deal because there's a lot of places they're going all over the world. It's it's crazy how many places they're oh going to. Oh my gosh! Uh, really? Right now, and right now. So uh, you know, you can get your you can get your uh, your booking basically now. I know Gold Members was like yesterday, and um, like Silver, whatever. The, I don't know the rankings. I don't off the top of my head, but I know like every day has been like an, an additional category. And so it's going to be open up to the general public either tomorrow or very soon, where you can get uh, your tomorrow. cabin and. Un 
Well, this is a Thursday when we're recording. So Friday when you hear oh, this. Oh, right. When you hear today. this, it's today. It's today. It's today. So you should have already booked your cabin, so you're in trouble now. Uh, but, <laughs> no, like, it's not like the parks where if you go to Disney World and you, you know, let's just say we price something out for you for, you know, July. When we price it out again in a couple of days, there's a good chance it's going to be the same price because they don't – they're not going to increase prices overnight. Um, well, maybe. I don't know, but – I, I mean, the it's also capacity lines, controlled. Yeah. That's true. Oh, sorry. With, but with sorry, the cruises, cruise though – Cruise line, I mean. The, with the cruise lines, they will incre- – the prices increase as the boat fills up. As the room becomes – the rooms become more and more scarce and more in demand, they they raise the prices, and so they want you to book early. So now is the best time to get your 2021, uh, 2021 cruise booked down, and you know it's a, it's a good time to get it. And uh, you know, you've got a year and a half to pay for it too, which also helps tremendously. Yeah, definitely. So looking at the itineraries, where what are your dream itineraries? Where do you want to go? Greece. Totally want to do that Greece Mediterranean cruise. Are you kidding me? Yes. It looks cool. It looks really cool. I mean, cool. they've done it in the past, but like right. they, that hasn't been an itinerary for a couple years. So like I would, I would 100% hands down love to do that itinerary. Yeah, that would be, that would be really cool. They're going, like I said, all over the world. Um, I really want to take an Alaskan cruise. It's, you know, Greece and Rome and all those places. Those, those sound cool, but I want to go to Alaska. Oh, I do. yeah. Uh, Agent Aaron you know, but uh, some of the, he loved it. See, that's cool. They're going to Dawes Glacier in, in Alaska, yeah. Vancouver, uh, Genoa. Um, you know, of course, the the European cruises, Cannes, Pompeii, Naples, uh, Greece, Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, you know, Caribbean, of course, the, the usual stomps, Jamaica, Antigua, Portugal, United Kingdom. They're all over the place. And so those have opened up uh, to the delight of many people. And, uh, you know, we'll be happy to help you with your cruise. Um, jumping down the list here of the next things we got, uh, Bob Iger has resigned. As CEO of Disney, effective immediately, and guess what? Out of nowhere, uh, fueling a we lot shocked. of speculation as to what we happened. Were shocked. Yeah, people were shocked. Well, just to give you kind of a kind of a rundown on Bob Iger, he is. I, first of all, I love Bob Iger. I think he has been the most important figure in Disney history since Michael Eisner. Um, I would say the last you know, 30 to 35 years, obviously Walt Disney passed away in 67. So he was the most important, uh, Roy Disney was the one that got Walt Disney world. So you kind of put him on top of the block, but as the eighties rolled in, Eisner came in and kind of basically saved the company after yeah. Eisner left in the early two thousands, Iger came in and you know, he was the one that brought Pixar back to the table. Cause Pixar yeah, Steve Jobs had, was like, Eisner had, like, Eisner has ticked us off. We're done. So we're out. Yep. So he brought him back to the table. Uh, Iger spearheaded getting Marvel, getting Lucasfilm, um, you know, obviously buying Pixar, you know, taking care of all that. He was the one Disney that I Plus. think he was looking. He had a hand in that. Disney Plus. I think he was looking to resign a couple of years ago, but Fox yeah. landed in his lap, and he's like, I'm going to see this through. So there it is. Yep. Uh, so he's been. I haven't agreed with everything, but he's done. No. But he's done a lot of great things. I think he has. Coming right. in is Bob Chapik. Now, for those of you who don't know about a whole lot about Bob Chapik, I honestly can't tell you a ton about Bob Chapik, other Me than neither. he's been Bob Iger's successor for a little while. He's been with Disney for 27 years. He is yep. he went to Walt Disney World as a child on vacation. Uh, he was the president of Consumer Products. He really focused on franchises and technology and things like that. He's been in charge of Disney Parks for a while. He opened Shanghai mm-hmm. Disney. Um, he yep. was the one that introduced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And uh, he's kind of coming in now to kind of head up the whole thing. Okay, so here's the thing about Bob Chapik. I, I think he gets a bad rap because – and, and I kind of see this too, where a lot of people kind of see him as a as a money guy. He's like, I want to make a lot of profits. I don't want to spend a lot of money. How can we right. fix this? How can we make right. more money without spending a lot of money? And I think he's gotten a bad rap on that. Now, yeah. I, I do believe, and this is just me being very frank. So Bob Chapik, if you're listening to this, hear me out. Don't just shut me off immediately. I, I think he has he, – he's been kind of in charge of a lot of the cuts at Disney World that we've seen, the streetmosphere, uh, some of the other things that we've seen that no longer are at Disney World uh, or at Disneyland. Those have kind of been cut, and we're like – we're looking for somebody to blame. Where's the streetmosphere? Because we love – the streetmosphere being the actors on the street doing the shows and doing the yeah. random things. And just one of the many – the several cuts, and we look – we would have to have somebody to blame, so we blame Chapik because he's kind of overall hitting that up. And so we kind of see that and a few other things as a – well, this is what he's going to do to the parks. And that was my complaint to begin with when I heard of this news a couple of days ago. So my my thing is kind of to step back and just kind of see what happens and what he does because I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was the one that oversaw kind of the largest investment and expansion of Disney theme parks with Shanghai Disney. Uh, he's 
he's he was kind of spearheading doing the new ships for Disney Cruise Line. Um, he was the one that kind of led the way in doing Star Wars Galaxy's Edge kind of there at Disney World, Disneyland. He rolled out the improvements to the Magic Bands, uh, which helped. Um, you know, he's actually done he's he's done a, quite a few things he's that nobody's talking about. So I, I'm. I guess cautiously, cautiously optimistic about it to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's, at some level, like we were talking about the money thing, like he's a businessman. You can't fault a business, you know, like who doesn't want to make money by spending very little money, you know, but exactly. hopefully, hopefully there will be some good things that come out of the transition, you know, but it's one of those things. Everybody, every Disney fan is always uh, skeptical. When there's change. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know. And so we'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I, I put this on Twitter a couple of days ago. I thought the, I think I, I typed up like a few things that he could do immediately that would win over just about every Disney fan there is. And that's number one, bring back Figment and the Dreamfinder. Yes! If he announced that was coming back, I think half, half the Disney population would be like, we love you, Bob Chapik. And bring back the streetmosphere. I think if he did those two things alone, I think would be huge. Uh, because one of the things I think that Chapik gets a knock on is not relating to the cut to the guest experience being more aligned with the the actual rides and the attractions and the technology and things, but not on a on a guest experience level. And I think doing things like that would be and, and there's no been no indication that he's going to do either of these things. Chances are he's probably not. Um, right. And I've been very vocal about the fact that the Dreamfinder would be so easy to, to return to the parks. I don't know why he's not there, but oh, I think it was something no. easy like that would be like would be huge. Yeah, no, he would definitely win win people immediately with that. And I think, well, I, I think if we can maybe keep some of the next price hikes under control a little bit, that would go a long way too. Just saying. That would be. <laughs> That would be really cool. I think that would be fantastic, actually, yeah. if we yeah. kept those uh, uh, kept that out. And so Disney will never lower its prices. And as a business, I understand why they can't lower prices uh, right. because once the price is set, the price is set. Um, although I would love to see it happen one day out of the blue for like six months or whatever and watch Universal and SeaWorld and all the other places scramble. What do you mean they lower the prices? What the crap? They're having to you know, kind of save face and do the same thing. Because, again, I've mentioned this before. The very little secret is that when Disney raises prices, which they did the last two weeks, um, yep. you know, very quietly, a couple of days later, Universal's like, okay, we're going to raise our prices too and yep. not tell anybody. And so people's like, Disney, we hate Disney. They're raising their prices. They're all about the profit. It's- Walt Disney, roller. Rolling over on the grave, and Universal's like just kind of looking around, like, yeah, prices went up too. Well, I'm just saying, never mind. Don't don't <laughs> no, no, don't look over here. Mister Universal's not rolling in his grave at all. He's just kind of laying there, going, "Yep, Disney's taking the rap for yep. it." And, you know, uh, dropping on our laps this morning out of nowhere. Oh, I can't well, say out, not of out of nowhere. nowhere. Uh, so there's there have been rumors and there are a few websites that are out there that that report certain things that we're just like you know I don't know if we should believe that or not because they've been wrong a lot there are sites yeah there are some and this is not any site in particular but there are some sites out there that just kind of throw up everything they find at the wall and if something sticks they're like see we got it right and not really paying attention to the things that don't stick um, <laughs> and I, I'll be honest with you there's one or two sites that I'm pretty sure. My theory is that a couple of years ago we were expecting, I think, free dining uh, to come out like on like on a certain date, and everybody was kind of geared for it, and everybody was calling their clients, and everybody was just buying into it because it was based on the, what this what this website said. It had kind of spread to everywhere. Disney had not said anything, uh, so everybody was, was still going crazy over free dining, and it didn't happen. It happened like right. four days later. My theory is that Disney pushed it back four days just because of that. That's my theory. <laughs> I could be wrong, I but I really believe theory. they did that. I really believe they did that because really it's just a matter of rolling it out and, you know, and the website doesn't work half, work half the time anyway. So what's the difference in it crashing on Tuesday versus Thursday? Why not? And so, Although this um, way, I, I will say it was better this time. Yeah, it, it was, was better, better this time. time. Uh, but what we're talking about basically is the new dining plan. It's the yeah. brand new Disney dining plan that has come Disney, into play. And, Disney dining uh, plan plus. So up until this morning, up until uh-huh. this morning, so last night we had three dining plans. We had the quick service plan, which gives you, you know, two counter services and two snacks per day, per night of your stay. Uh, remember that dining plan is not based on your ticket. So you can have a 10-day ticket or a two-day ticket. Your dining plan is the same uh, based on your nights, uh, which is why it's, which is why you can't get it off property because it's based on your hotel stay. Uh, they had the regular dining plan, which was a table service a counter service and two snacks per person per night of your stay. They have the deluxe dining plan, which I believe was what three table service credits and two snacks. Uh, three uh, table. Well, three, it's any combination of table. Yeah. Service three allotments basically. Yeah. Three yep. allotments, but you can use them however. 
So what they did basically was they allotted, they basically married the dining plan and the deluxe together. And now it's a plan where you have two credits, a of table service sort. or whatever, of any sort, and then two snacks per person per night of your stay. So you can physically, you could actually have, um, you could reasonably have two two table services in a day, yeah. or you could, you know, do a counter service and table service. You have no more flexibility. Yeah. Um, it went up. I it's about fifteen dollars more, I think, per day. Something. Yeah, it's, about, it's actually not that bad. So, like, I randomly had a client today who I was talking to was a brand new client. I was talking to her about now the four dining plans, and she goes, "Oh no, I like that one." And when I priced it, it was like roughly two hundred dollars more for her family of four. Um, and it's it, it sounds like a lot, but honestly, it's really not that much when it comes down to it. And no. well, the problem is the problem with the dining plan is when you break it down, you think to yourself, "Oh my gosh, that's ninety five dollars per person per day." My family of four, including my two kids, that's almost three hundred fifty dollars. And that's know, for ages ten and up. Day. We should say if One, they're like know. three to nine, it's less. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's so like that's all three hundred fifty dollars a day. We could eat for less than that, and you probably can. Um, but uh, once you toss depending. in, guess what? I've got Cinderella's Royal Table on a Monday, and that's what eighty bucks a person now at some point. Uh-huh. I mean, it's expensive depending on the season. And the next day, we got Chef Mickey, and uh, we also have Crystal Palace that morning. That's like forty five dollars a person per right meal. There. So now you've spent two hundred dollars. Oh, that's four hundred bucks for two meals. I mean, it kind of works. It's it's and it kind of goes back to. And audience, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, number 87, it's the last one we did. Upon a Star Jen was on as well. We talked about planning your yeah. trip. And we talked about the dining plan, about what's good and what's bad and that kind of thing. Um, and this kind of plays into that whole if you want to do lots of table services, if you want to do especially a lot of character meals, this is going to work for you. This is going to work. It really is. You know, and I do um, have a it, fair amount of clients who like to do, let's say, a big breakfast and then a nice yeah. sit down dinner and just snack in the middle of the day. So this gives right. you that flexibility. If you want a nice buffet breakfast and then a nice sit down dinner. Yeah. And I would be, it, it wouldn't shock me to see a lot of people say, you know, I'm not going to, I'm happy with the plan we have. And that's okay. Sure. Um, also understand too, this is not a, this is not a promotion. This is a permanent thing. Now they've added this plan, yeah. which obviously Disney has a chance to take it away if they, they want later. If it if doesn't they're changing sell it up or whatever. Or whatever. Um, yeah. But you know, it's, I know the phone lines were jammed this morning with everybody wanting to add it. It's so like I haven't made any phone calls to Disney today at all because I'm like I can add this tomorrow I can add this Monday nope. it's fine you know yeah. unless you're leaving next week or something and there's really no you're, we're okay don't worry about it you're fine and online is and online is working now too so like it can be modified now online okay, it was just good. like it's good. a little bit because I just booked it for people so right. Well, it is one of those things where everybody wants to do it immediately, and they want to know the prices, and the prices are out there now, which is good. So that's that's the new dining plan all coming out. Finally, uh, the last thing on my list here, we can jump to your – if you have a list at all, but uh, Run Disney packages are available. They and are. the reason I know this is because I called Run Disney this morning, and a little secret that a lot of people don't know, even though we, we tried to drill it into people's heads, is that we can register you, dear runner – before it opens up to the regular public, we can get your package, uh, yes. your vacation package and everything registered, all registered up so you don't have to worry about – because on a random Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, 40,000 people all log on at the same time trying to all register yep. for a race. It disappears so quickly and so fast. Uh, I registered somebody this morning for the Wine and Dine in November. It previously had sold out for tra- – because they allow oh, a certain yeah. number of registrations for travel agents. Well, they opened it up, up this morning for for – for uh, another allotment. I yep. called this morning, got a 5K, got the challenge for my client, got him set up at uh, All-Star Movies for a couple of days. He's happy. He paid the fee, he paid the deposit. He's good. When next Tuesday rolls around or whenever it is they open up to the general public, he's going to be sitting back sitting back, uh, drinking uh, uh, drinking his high C orange juice going, don't worry about it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. My, my man David Dollar booked me on this. I'm good. So, you know, it's, it is, it's something, if you're going to run and you're going to stay on property, it's a no-brainer. Just, Call an agent and say, "Hey, can you set yeah. me up on this?" And and we can. And they're available now. And also available, I believe, is the marathon weekend next January. And I think the princess is also available too. So if you're looking for those, we can do any of those. And yep. Star Wars, I believe, opens up. Um, I want to say in a month or so for the next. Yeah, next probably. April. Yeah, for next April. And and it really is a good idea because I having run many of the races myself, um, <laughs> getting those bibs can be a challenge. I mean, it can be for the super popular ones. It's like wine and dine or whatever. And you're like on. It's like you're like waiting. It's like your sweaty palm. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's like 1159. You're like, okay. Okay, it's going to open up. Okay. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're like well, and typing it's... as fast as you can. Like, oh, my God. 
and you can correct me on this because I, I think I'm accurate in saying this because typically I'm always right. But you can correct me on this if you want. Um, before tra- some travel agencies, not ours, I think ours never did this, but before larger agencies, they would just buy a bunch of bibs. They would just buy a whole bunch of registrations basically and then sell them to people as they came um, because – and towards the end, towards the race, they would announce you know to people, hey, we've got 10 bibs left. We've got five bibs left or whatever we haven't sold. I don't think Disney does that anymore. They don't allow you to no, do that. No, and here's the thing. Uh, so it's actually changed like three times <laughs> since, at least in my memory. It used to be where I don't remember exactly how it was initially, initially, but then like it was right after I started and I wanted to get in on it. But in order to buy registrations, you had to buy like a minimum of 50, include mm-hmm. the resort stay, it included the bib and everything. But it's like if you didn't sell those 50, you're on the you hook were for out, it. You were on the hook for it. So a, p- a lot of people who had been doing a lot of race business stopped because it's right. like, I can't be on the hook for this. Like this, right. that's, this is just not good business. So you get a few or whatever and you'd like make deals with other agencies. Like you got a couple. Okay. You know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to make a deal here. Um, so then it changed again a couple years ago where it started opening for travel professionals early. And then it started opening, you know, um, at different times where at first it was, I think if you had run the race, you had like two weeks and you could register early for the next one if you wanted right. to. Um, and then it became for the travel professional. So now we don't have to buy bulk bibs. We can just do it as people want, which is much, much better. <laughs> so yeah, it's much not, easier. And it's much easier. It, I think it helps people, helps agencies because they're not on the hook for those that they don't yeah, sell. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it also puts a little puts a little strain on not strain but puts a little pressure on the on the on the runner because if you want it you can't rely now on okay I want to go in November I'll wait till August to contact my travel agent to go find nope. me a bib and I've done that for clients before like I oh, you know sure. I was with an agency that yeah bibs so I'd call a friend of mine hey you guys have bibs left I'm gonna send this person to you to get them a bib blah, blah, blah. can't do that anymore which is why we can book you early which is yeah I don't know, again it's one of those things where not a lot of people know but it's like if you know it why wouldn't you just do it that way even if you don't well, even if you want to plan every single thing about your trip, and I've had clients do that too. Let me get your registration for you early, and that way you're done. You don't have to worry about it. You're good. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, final story also breaking: uh, the blacksmith and cedar mill on Tom Sawyer Island in Disneyland has now started renovations. Oh. Uh, the work will okay. include props in the building and fixing rotting wood on the building itself. Okay. And so, just so you know, for people who come to you and say, you know, Jen. I, on my trip, I want to go to Tom Sawyer Island at Disneyland. You can let them know this this ahead of time because that may change their may change their their trip. Um, right, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I and I do enjoy. I actually really do enjoy Tom Sawyer Island. I do too, and it's kind of a hidden gem. It's something fun to it kind really of go is. over. And I've done that before, where uh, my wife and I will go over to Tom Sawyer Island, and there's rocking chairs there. We'll sit in a rocking chair for you know, 45 minutes and just relax, watch the parade from across the water. Um, we've done yeah. that before and let the kid kind of run around, make sure he doesn't kill himself or drown. As long as that doesn't happen, Smart. we're fine. Smart. Um, you know. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's all we, that's all the news I got. That's a ton of news. Any that's other things popping up? Any, any uh, other news popped up uh, what, that you're thinking of that we need to, to address there, Jen? No, honestly, I think you, you hit it all like in your list with all the different offerings and things that have come out. So just kind of stay tuned. Uh, well, you know, one thing I will shout out, and it's not like brand new, but they're about to open the um, that new smokehouse um, at Epcot. Why can't I think of it? Uh, is, it is it already open? Eagle, it's like the, the Eagle, Regal uh, Eagle, I believe. Regal Eagle. Oh, recently opened. So, yes, it is open. Yeah, with the, and I've heard it's delicious. I, I, well, I will tell really you good. on Tuesday. Yes, you should. Or you should. Day. Now, my, my favorite barbecue on property is uh polite pig over at disney oh, spring that's yeah that's the good. polite pig is not only really good it's in it's not very expensive i mean no, for disney it's, you it's know for regular prices it is but i think for like 12 bucks you get a chicken sandwich and like two sides or whatever and the chicken Isn't sandwich is service? massive uh, yes yeah, quick service is a quick yeah. service it, it is one of the best values on property and it's kind of mm-hmm. hidden over in the corner in disney springs and like, it yeah, is well worth it you have to pig. go look for it though it's not like it's just like you know like you walk by earl of sandwich every day but like Light pig is really good. Well, and it's over on the kind of the new side of Disney Springs. Well, I forget yep. what they call it, um, uh, but it's kind of over in the corner. There's one sign, little sign that says "Hang up, yep. hanging up." It says "Blight Pig," and it's it's worth it. The line is usually kind of long, just a little bit long. The line moves fair, at a fairly good pace, so just just you know, just hop in line. Just and, be ready and for enjoy it. it. I mean, for, as long as you know. 
as long as you know going into it and just quit complaining about it and you'll like it. Okay, so real quick, last thing, uh, it is Retro Day. It's National Retro Day on the day we're recording. And, of course, I love Woo! nostalgia and I love looking at old school Disney. So I'm going to ask you this question, and this is spur of the moment. You have not been pre- I have not been prepped. I didn't know that I'm like, oh, shoot. Let's, let's just say the Bobs come to you, Bob Chapik and Iger, and say, hey, Jen, since you are a great partner with uh, the Walt Disney World Company or Disneyland or whatever, we want to know what three gone attractions, characters, experiences, rides, whatever, what three things would you bring back? to the parks or wherever if you had the chance Ooh. even if it's, even if it's something that's been replaced like you know the the lion king show in magic kingdom now is, is mickey's feel Heart magic even if that's yeah. something you know we'll, we'll we will build it in a in a similar place next door you know what three things would you bring back to okay. the parks if you could and this will not surprise anybody a lot of mine are epcot of course you love epcot yeah because i love epcot horizons of course i would bring back the well original iteration of journey into imagination with the dream finder like not the current one right like i want the old one and then for my third one i'd bring back mr toad oh mr toad mr toad good call not bad uh i would i would bring back the dream finder because i never got to see the dream finder Uh, in real life and i always wanted to see the dream finder um mr toad's a good choice and honestly i would I would actually bring back, and this is fairly recent, but I would bring back Soarin' Over California and make okay. it where you can choose which film you want to go to, like a orange team or a green team for Mission Space. You can go to California or around the world and, you know, pick one. You don't have to choose. I mean, you can just choose one. You don't have to go, like you know, that. you don't have to be set into one. Pick one or the other. And they've got the films because they keep bringing it back in California for limited times. And I yeah. can, or just you know every other day. Today is uh California, and you know odd days are California, and even days are the world or something. Make both available to people. I think would be a huge thing because then again, I don't know how many people would go see the world if they haven't already. Maybe if they haven't seen it before, they would go see it. But otherwise, I think most people would go to the Soarin' Over California, which means you could just walk on to Soarin' Around the World, and it would be good for right. you. I do miss Thorn over California. I mean, like I the too. orange groves. Yes. I, I like Thorn around the world. Not no shade. In terms of Thorn around the world, do you think it would be because it's it's not a beloved attraction like Thorn over California was? No, it's not. Do you think if the film was better? In terms of the quality of the film, because you've got the leaning Eiffel Tower, you've got the – and for the audience who's never seen it, you're, you're in a dome-shaped theater. So the screen yeah, is kind of curved around curved. you. Um, California didn't really have that problem. It's sort of, but you really kind of had to look for it. With Thorn Around it the World, really. unless you're sitting dead center, everything is curved. The castle they show has kind of got a curve to it. The leaning so, – ta- the, the Eiffel Tower, the top of it like goes directly to the right, like a hard right. Yeah. Um, it's like somebody bent it over. I mean it's it, it, it's distracting because all your – this great scenes of, of scenery around the world, everything is like bent. And so yeah. do you think if that film was pristine and everything looked great, do you think it would be a better attraction? Like do you think people would, would like it a lot better than they do now? I do. I do. Um, I think people – well, people also Disney fans, they're going to complain. Like, that's yes. just what we that's what we do. But no, I do think that I think the quality of the film is actually better. It's the perspective, I think, that's off. Yes, it's the way because it's of the shot, bending. Because it's, it's actually more high def, and I feel like that it's clearer now. Maybe that's just because over time the old film had deteriorated. Right. You know, that's that's a possibility. Well, and they can always shoot a new one. I mean, it you know they could always just take new ones or, or just remastered yeah. or whatever. And, you know, that's the other thing Chapik can come out and say. When he comes out and announces Dreamfinder, he comes out and says Streetmosphere. He can also say, and we're bringing back Soren over California. But they would love him for that. Um, yeah. So Chapik, I need you. So what, actually, Jen, why don't you call the Bobs? Because I'm sure you have a connection. Call somebody who knows somebody and, and make this happen. I think you can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they they pick up every time I call. Of course. Of course. I mean, I don't normal. even pick up every time you call. But I'm sure they do. But, wow. All right. Wow, so so there's the news for you. There's a rundown of the news. Jen, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Um, of course, Divas Dish Diz podcast. You're one of the co-hosts of the Divas Dish Diz. And, and uh, when's our next episode coming out? That's a great question. We were actually supposed to record, record last night. Christine had a bad root canal. And let's just say she could not speak. So, oh, um, no. Yeah, so it'll be actually first week of March, um, and we'll probably have it up by next Friday, so probably a week from today, whenever y'all are listening. We have um, Chris Smith on our podcast next week, and he has done several Walt Disney World guides as well as – 
some behind the scenes things. So it should be a really fun episode and we always have a good time when he comes on. But yeah, that should be out hopefully next Friday. Fun time. So wait, so you were going to record last night, but you had somebody who couldn't speak. And so you just didn't know what to do because you didn't have any other person that you know of that does podcasts and is very knowledgeable about Disney and has a good time talking I, about it. I, you know I, what? You know, That's true. I should have just brought David Dollar on as my co-host last night. Oh, you know, that would have been a good idea, too. I wasn't even thinking about that, but that would have been a great idea. That's, that'd have been awesome. That, yeah, I could have done that. But, All right, Jen, where, where can people find you on the social meds? On the social meds, follow me at Upon a Star Jen. Um, then, you, hey, if you want my personal Instagram, Jen underscore Devotney, definitely going to want to follow me next week. I'm going to be down for the opening of the Runaway Railway and some other really fun things. So you're going to want to check that out for all the new stuff. Of course, all the new stuff coming. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk thank to you soon. You. Talk to you real soon. Thank you so much to Jen Novotny from Aponistar Travel and Concierge, my wonderful travel agency that I am a part of. I love that team, love being a part of them, and and uh, through them, through getting uh, getting help with them, through you know their their teaching and their learning and their training and all that good stuff. I my my uh, my rivers of of knowledge are flowing. If that makes any sense, um, I'm able to do a lot more than I was able to do before. I'm doing Royal Caribbean. I'm doing Norwegian cruise lines. I got Princess and Viking coming up soon. You know, we'll talk all about uh, you know all inclusives. That'll be coming up as well. Um, this is not going to be a sales podcast, though. Don't worry, it's not going to be an infomercial just for uh, just for sales. But I like to tell people what's going on as well. So, of course, you can find me. Find me on Instagram, Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Twitter, Magic on a Dollar. And on Facebook, Magic on a Dollar as well. You can also find me on Facebook, Disney on a Dollar. Coming up very soon, uh, coming up very soon, you can actually um, you can actually participate in the annual event that people love. It's the Magical Movie Madness. That's coming up March 5th, I believe, is going to be the first day, where we basically take all the movies... All the movies that Disney uh, puts out there, all the, the favorites, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid, even Tron, Parent Trap, uh, Freaky Friday, How about La- Flight of the Navigator, Santa Claus, all those films. Match them all up, and we're going to determine your favorite Disney film of all time. Now, we've done this six years in a row now. Beauty and the Beast has won it four times. Mary Poppins has won it. Little Mermaid won it. But Beauty is the reigning champion. So if you want Beauty and the Beast to not win again, you got to vote. Prizes are coming up as well. You can find that information on Facebook slash Disney on a dollar and you'll be able to vote across the platforms as well and all that information will be coming up I'll have more stuff on that next week as well that's it folks that's our show that is the new show for you I hope you learned some stuff if you have any questions again find me magic on a dollar at gmail.com my name is David Dollar thank you so much for joining us and don't forget to thank while you have time a Phoenician thanks for listening Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.